idea was this fight, yours or Steve's? Steve, he, he's the one who called me up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This little I know, he's trying to make an example of you. All right, we'll see. Make sure you got uh, some uh, Band-Aids for him. A doctor. Bust him up. Okay, everyone. Back again. A damn beautiful Thursday here. Episode 100. Can't believe we made it. I can't believe it. it, man. Episode 100. I know. I know. You just hit episode 100. I am. I just hit episode 100. Yeah, but this is your day here. This is your episode. Yep. This is all about, you know, us and the crew here. Shout out to the boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, who watches and hangs out with us each weekend. I'm getting hydrated because it is... Speaking of 100. Yep. It's over 100 degrees outside here. Let's get that posture cranked up. Episode 100 here. Grab yourselves a refreshment. Have a slurp. Mm -hmm. And let's get f***ing serious. Oh, man. I'm f***ing revved up, baby. Bleep that out. Too. All right. Thank you, Gloria Tells, Funky Jam. We're here with my uh, buddy, Jeff Wittick. His, uh, one of his soldiers, Daddy Steve, messaged me, said, hey, I want to come out there. And I wanna I wanna do a day in a life of a pro fighter and then I wanna fight Jeff. Yep, yep, that's what he said. Um well first of all, thank you for having me here, man. This is huge. It's an honor to be on episode one hundred. You know, when we started this thing two years ago, did you ever think we'd make it this far? Holy hell. Can't believe it. Two years of this, man. You just came from Vegas. How much did you lose? Um, I doubled up. I, I went straight in. I took a thousand out of the ATM. I hit 2000 and I heard Dana White's strategy about gambling. There's no strategy to gambling, but he said, if you double up, just take that as like, you fucking did it and get out of there. So I did that method this time and it worked. Damn. And you bought yourself some new kicks with that cheddar? No, no, no. That's, that was just something I normally do. I'm a, I'm a big sneaker addict, but then I took that thousand dollars. I went to Sapphire strip club by myself because I'm just looking for some entertainment. I don't want to gamble, but I still wanted to sin a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I went right into the strip club, realized it wasn't my vibe, got a girl's phone number and left. I went home. Yeah. Last time, I mean, Sugar and I, after a couple of his fights, went to Sapphire and stuff. And it's just like, they get you so horned up and those girls are experts. So they'll just, <laughs> they'll just start talking to you and start flirting you. They're experts. And then they're like, all right, 600 bucks for another hour. Yeah. And you're yeah. just god yeah no i wasn't even getting singles and doing all that i was just like let me just do some wild shit because sometimes when i when i'm by myself i just feel like i'm in a movie and i just gotta you know i'm just doing some i don't know i'm just experience life you like being by yourself uh yeah but you know at times it depends if i'm like if i do a lot like say i just went on and did like a lot of shows or i just you know went on a vacation or something i need some alone time after that i'm good for like a week of aloneness after a long time of socializing, you know? After a week with Mike Maljack? Bro, this guy, I just went to Miami with him, and I feel like I'm working for him now. I feel like I'm like his assistant or something because he's just got me tagging along. Start, he's starting to throw orders at me. He's got me doing impulsive with him mm -hmm. uh, for the time being. We're just like doing like uh, one episode a month I'm doing with him. But that's fun. I love these guys. You know, they're more my speed. You know, they like the action. Logan, I just did the pod with him. He called out Bradley Martin. That was dope. Logan, I mean, Logan, for all, like the celebrities I've met, he's just a cool, down-to-earth kid. He really is, isn't he? That was is me. that you? Okay. That was me. I was going to say, 
That'd be bad etiquette if I'm on episode 100 and I got my phone on. Yeah, that's fucking my fault. God damn it. It was, too. I'm just not getting texted like you. Yeah, Logan's a good dude, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think he's a, a, a pretty cool fucker. Mm-hmm. The times I've been around him. So so he smokes Bradley, right? Bradley, Bradley's going to be strong, and he's going to be athletic, and he's going to be explosive. I saw him race 6'9 one time in Miami. They raced for like couple grand or something just a foot race and the kid can move he's oh, gonna yeah. be strong and explosive that fast muscle twitch i mean but that fast muscle twitch it melts and it melts quick so in fatigue 30s, it starts fading i mean not even in the 30s not even strength wise but fatigue comes into play and he knows it yeah he bradley knows that he'll get fucking tired so for me i was doing a lot of endurance training i did a half iron man i was doing a lot of uh like marathons and shit like that and i realized that's breaking down my muscle twitch and really for you know, training for fitness, I want to be quick. I want to be explosive. And I was doing the opposite, I feel like. Mm-hmm. That's bad, right? I mean, it depends. Depends. If you're, a, if you're a slow twitch guy, slow twitch guy, and you're like a Diaz bro. Where I'm a mentally ill guy. So I got to yeah. just go out for long endurance runs and stuff like that. Or it's either that or go do a bunch of drugs, go on a bender. Mm-hmm. And you, when you run, do you listen to tunes? Yeah. Sometimes I'll listen to my own podcast, you know. Like a real sociopath, like mm-hmm. Patrick Bateman out there, American Psycho, just run mm-hmm. and listen to myself. But <laughs> mostly it's for notes, to give notes to the guys on, on edit or something, because mm-hmm. I try not to be too hands-on in the edits and stuff anymore. I'll just review it if it was a spicy episode. We got into some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. PR. Yep. PR edits. Well, we're going to bounce all over the place today, but I got uh, some good good shit, and I'm, I'm pumped to learn from you because I'm doing the YouTube too. I've been having my Patreon now for like three years, been grinding on that and podcasting, so I'm pumped to get some tips. I'm pumped to be here because you're a legendary coach. You're a very smart man. I'm a big fan of MMA. I'm a big fan of fitness, so you know I always love these, these types of shows where I could just sit here. I could talk about MMA all day long, mm-hmm. and my audience isn't really trained for that, mm-hmm. so this is great for me. This is like a day off. Let's go, baby. Fuck yeah. All right, this weekend, Saturday, biggest card of the year so far, easily. Easy. Let's re- let's let it rip from the main event down. We got Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje for the Ooh. BMF title. Oh, what are your thoughts on that BMF title? I think it's fucking sweet. Yeah, I think it's dope. It's sweet. Yeah. Anyone who complained about that, it's like, go watch something else then, brother. I know, I know. And it's funny how uh, when Masvidal lost at Usman, they were just like, ah, he's not a bad motherfucker. He don't get the belt. You know, let's let's not talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's funny. But these guys, um, they're well-deserving of it. You know, obviously, two fucking warriors. Um, they're both, or Dustin's on the pound-for-pound pound list too, right? Yes. Yes, he is, and he should be. I, I watched him fight when they were in Phoenix. They fought the one time before in Phoenix. And Justin Gaethje, he severely hurts people with his low calf kick and his leg kick. And he does better. I at, felt one of those. He gave you a whacking? Yeah, I met him at uh, at the fights in Miami when Masvidal retired. Izzy knocked out uh, Piera. He, um, I saw him backstage, and everybody was drinking. And I'm like, yo, uh, you're one of my favorite fighters, bro. I got to see what one of those leg kicks feel like one day. <laughs> and out of nowhere, like not even giving me like time to prepare or really mm-hmm. like having like a like a fan touch, mm-hmm. like, you know, like a little fucking tap. Mm-hmm. He drills me with this kick. 
Bro, my leg hurt for three days after. I believe it, bro. Literally the whole night I was taking my pants out. I was like, is this fucking do I have a hematoma on my leg or something? Blasted me, but you know, it's a good memory. I wouldn't I wouldn't take it back. Yeah, I mean, people don't realize when someone puts serious power. I remember when Benson was the champion and he was getting ready for Nathan Diaz. I was a lot of his sparring rounds. And he was doing this thing where he'd punch you. He'd punch you in your lead thigh. His backhand, he was southpaw, I was orthodox. He'd punch you in your thigh. And after about four sparring sessions with him, I had to I had to tell him, I'm like, dude, I can't spar you if you do that. Oh, he was I, doing that in sparring and it was effective? And it was just wrecking everyone he sparring's legs. Like after, I'd have to go to the store and I'd have to get in the wheelchair thing and just f- cruise around. I'd have to drag my leg into practice. And he was really fucking my legs up. No way. Yeah. I feel like. And it was a punch to the thigh. Straight I feel punch. like you Boom. let me wail on your leg right now. And it wouldn't even really be that painful, you know? Yeah, cause you're a buck forty fifty five right now, huh? Uh, no, I'm one sixty five. The lightest I've ever been was one fifty five. I just wanted to see if I could make like what a weight cut was like. Mm-hmm. For no reason, I didn't even tell anybody what I was doing. But um, yeah, I just wanted to really go through. I have a sauna in my house, and actually, it was more around the time where like everybody was talking about getting into fighting. I mean, it's still going on, like the influencer influencer boxing stuff, but. I was like, man, I had this enemy that was a little smaller than me. Uh-huh. And like, I was like, yeah, this would be a good, f-. I knew he would never really take it, but I just wanted to see if I could cut down to get lighter than him. So I'm not a bully anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And I got down to 155, but I think that's about as light as I'll go. Maybe I could hit 145 if I like really tried, but. You know. Well, like, yeah, it's different when you're doing like a water cut. You start on Monday, you drink two gallons of water. You do Tuesday, two gallons of water. Wednesday, two gallons of water, and then Thursday, you do a, maybe a half, half gallon of water or sip as you need, and then Friday, you do the weight cut, and it just... So there's no food in any of those days? There is food, but it's very, super clean food, and it's not a lot of sodium. Super clean food, small like portions. Like boiled chicken or yeah. something? So a lot of times, the night before weigh-ins, weigh-ins are at 9 a.m. on a Friday now in the UFC, and a lot of times at about... 7 p.m. the previous night, sugar is usually 10 pounds over. So you get like a day and a half now. Yeah, which is way better because they used to do it 24 hours before the event started, and it was just brutal. You can almost get two sleeps in with that, right? Like, mm-hmm. like a good. Like yeah, a get moving. But Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, and I think that's why it's almost a little different because Dustin Poirier southpaw, so it takes away his his right leg kick a little bit. Then he's got to uh, kick him on the inside, and Dustin's so good at checking it and punching off it. So that kind of messed him up the last fight. If I had to bet money, I'd probably take Dustin on this fight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to be the favorite, too, because he beat him last time, right? He TKO'd him last time? Yeah. I, I'd be curious the uh, the odds I should love. So what do you think happens if Gaethje loses that? you think he still fights? Yeah, I think he does. I think he does. He's just a young, crazy buck. What's Justin Gaethje going to do at home all day with no, no like, time to train? Isn't he like 35 now? Is he getting up there? Let's check right here. He's 34 years old. Man, I'm 33, and I feel like I'm, you know, waking up, and certain things are starting to hurt and stuff like that. So, you know, I, de- I definitely don't feel like I'm getting better. I feel like I'm getting worse at this point. Well, I think when you get older a little bit too, and then like if your dinner, your main meal for some nutrients is lemon heads or Sour Patch Kids. That's a good point. Yeah. It could be messing with my inflammation in my body, right? Just fucking putting inflammation straight into the body. My back hurts this morning. Maybe it's anxiety because I got this fight coming up in a a couple hours. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't think it's that. I think it's probably the lemon heads. You're probably right. Mm -hmm. 
Lemonheads because you are you still in that one apartment that we went over to that condo? Yeah, with a set inside of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a sweet place, dude. Thanks. Sugar man. and I were like, God, this would be sick. It is fun. It's right there in the mix, but Hollywood's so shitty now. Literally shitty. Like there's homeless people everywhere, and they're naked, and they fling their shit at you. They're shitting all over themselves. But um, you know the apartment's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Is there um, a lot of cute girls in that area or in your um, little group here? Man, uh, yeah, I mean, in L.A., yeah, but I don't know if I want anything to do with any of them. This, I had this weird situation the other day. I'm, I'm just home. My friend uh, is sleeping on my couch. and So he's, he like, he's going through a breakup. He's been putting the, the lights out, going to bed at like 8 p.m. When the sun goes down, he's going to sleep and so the lights are off in the house at my doorbell rings and i go to the door and it's like this cute girl and she's holding a bag and she's like hey this uh this has your address on it but it came to my house so i'm like this is a fucking prank you know i mean i've been in the game long enough now i have trauma from pranks and youtube so i'm like this is a setup so i look outside i'm like like what's going on and she's like prank like what do you have some trauma and i'm like how do you know i have trauma you know, like, what the fuck is this? Uh, and I was like, all right, let's see what's in the bag, you know, because if it is a prank, then it'll be something funny inside. It was hemorrhoid cream and Swedish fish. So somebody knows my shit. They know, not the hemorrhoid cream, mm-hmm. the Swedish fish part. That's my thing. But the hemorrhoid mm-hmm. cream, I'm guessing, was a joke. Um, so I'm like, this is a fucking trap, you know, because they send this cute girl here she's like giving me this stuff and then it's we're supposed to exchange number and then hang or like i don't know i feel like somebody sent a spy into mm-hmm. my life thinking that i'll be so dumb and i'll hook up with this chick and spill my heart to her tell her information she gets on the inside and then you know she fucking does some crazy shit to me you know is that weird that i think like that i don't think so well what did it end up being i never followed up you know i was like this is fucking too weird you know <laughs> It's just too, like, for, to go hook up with that girl or something, it's, like, too much of a layup, you know? It's literally, I was going to sleep, my doorbell rings, and it's, you know? Yeah, and it depends where you're at, too. If you, if you're, you got a little half stock before bed, and you're thinking about some puss, and then that happens. Yeah. But if you're post-Jack post Jack, and you go down there, <laughs> you're way better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if that was the case, I mean... Who knows? Maybe that's why I didn't go through with it. Sometimes you got to do these things. Like if you're going to go and and do something you're not supposed to do, you know, it just feels evil. Just go jerk off, you know? Fuck. I know. For real. (laughs) For real. But when we went over there, when uh, Suge went on your show, you guys had tons of just candy sitting out. Is it usually like that? Or is that just when guests come? Usually it's gone. It's all eaten up. Mm -hmm. But I have have a, a large female audience that will send me a lot of packages of candy because it, it comes up a lot in conversation. And yeah, they kind of, they do this to me. You know, they mm-hmm. enable my addiction by sending me that stuff. That's like somebody just sending you a bunch of weed all the time, you know, which I'm sure that they do. Yeah. Well, you got blessed with your your good genes because if I eat candy like that two, three days in a row, I, my body legit starts just sagging off me. But also it's endurance training for Is me. It? Yeah. Because you do that every day. I'll do at least a four-mile run every day. Uh, But I like to train twice a day, so it's either swim, bike, or, like, swim, run, or, like, a little lifting and running. Lately, I've been doing a lot of lifting just because I had a little leg injury. But, um, yeah, it's just you burn everything off. And when you're training for those things, 
even like pro cyclists, guys in the Tour de France and shit, they're eating Sour Patch Kids as they're riding because you just burn so much that you have to put that fuel back in. And you need all that shit, sodium. Electrolytes is basically just sodium, right? Mm -hmm. It's like sugar and sodium. So yeah, I mean, you got to put that back in. I think that also, if somebody tells me that, then it's like, all right, I'm eating candy because it's good. Yep. You know, and I'm, I'm also enabling my addiction. There we go. And you got good teeth. They don't rot. Uh, the front four of veneers, but the rest don't rot either. I brush my teeth a lot and take care of hygiene. You know, I have a beauty and hygiene brand, so it's big for me. Mm -hmm. Deodorant, all that stuff, showers. Hairspray. I've been using your hairspray for a minute. Oh, for real? You like for it? Real, the, it's the, nice in that. Gave. Yeah, you got perfect hair for it. I like it a lot. Yeah, your hair is the best to cut too. That red hair, right. it's the easiest to fade. Mm -hmm. You don't see no lines in there. Like if you have to cut a Chinese person's hair, their hair is like perfect, perfectly straight. Mm -hmm. So you see every little fuck up in it. In your yeah. hair, you won't see the mistakes. And they can't really see the fuck ups too bad. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that? All right, we got co-main event, which is a big one here. Jan Blokovic versus Alex Pajera. And you see pictures of Alex Pereira at a 205. You think he's just going to look a little fluffy. He's jacked at 205. He looks scary as fuck at 205. Yeah, I, I, I love this topic. I love Alex is one of my favorite fighters in recent history. But it's so cool how you're doing, how we're just jumping from fight to fight instead of like recapping episodes. Because I just did a 100th episode and we recapped all, all of our like favorite moments. It's good. And I started watching like random episodes of yours just to bring up stuff just so you, like you would think that i watched every single uh -huh. one of your podcast from day one <laughs> but it's cool that you don't want to do that because i'm down to go either way we could mm -hmm. talk alex Pieter. i think he's gonna either knock him out with a left hook flying knee or jan is just gonna do what he did to izzy you know god and then you see jan blockovich hitting pads too and i bet jan i bet him not really watching his diet i bet he'd get up to two, 240 235 a big dude. Jan will fight yeah. night? No, no, no. no. I bet out of fight camp. Oh. But I bet fight night, he's probably close to 230, I'd bet money. Yeah, wow, 25 pounds. 24 that, probably. Or no, no, it is 25 since it's the title fight. Yeah, that. I mean, I'm pumped up for that fight. I don't know which way it's going to go. What well, do you mean by that 24, 25 pounds because it's a title fight? Well, usually when it's uh, not a title fight, you get plus a pound. Oh, okay. So it'll be 206. Yeah, gotcha. But then the title fight, it's just scratch weight, so 205 flat. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we've never really seen people shooting on Pajera yet, so we're it's we're really going to find out. But I'm sure um, uh, Glover, to, yeah. Glover's got him covered. Yeah. On the wrestling. And it's, they fought, too. He fought Jan. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's always nice when you have a, a coach or a training partner. Like, imagine you fought Sterling before. You know, well, one of our coaches actually did fight Sterling. Oh yeah, yeah. Our our jujitsu coach. Oh uh, great, Takino Mendes. He fought Sterling to a decision. It was a pretty close fight. How long ago was it? This was probably four years ago. Oh damn! So not even that long ago. Yeah, could've. I mean, I guess a lot could change in four years. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's just even Takino though. He he talks about he's our he's a smaller black belt but he's so strong and he's so good and he said how strong sterling is and how yeah. strong his grip is and how long his body is uh we'll talk about that fight in a little bit here okay uh steven thompson versus michael pajera sweet Sick. fight too yeah if you were to mimic anyone's style for your fight style who would you try to mimic realistically how did you did you ever hear me talk about this before because no. 
That was a perfect question. Uh, obviously, Wonder Boy. You know, I think um, what's his name? Uh, what's what's the other guy? Pierre. Uh, Michelle Pierre. Michelle Pierre. Yeah, they're both both Pierres. Uh, he's dope, like to watch, like a video game character. Mm -hmm. But doing those backflips and shit is just, you know, I feel like I get tired first round. You know, Wonder Boy is just—he's so cool with it. He's so smooth. He's fast, mm -hmm. and he's older too. And he's just a cool guy. He's so nice. I watch his tutorials on YouTube. I'll, I'll like learn kicks and stuff because I never—I never actually trained with a coach for MMA like you, like an actual coach. Mm -hmm. um, I worked like a boxing coach for like a, a year or two, and I trained at Wild Card in LA for a while, but just fitness, boxing, like hitting mm -hmm. mitts and stuff like that. But I got into like sparring and stuff once I started training with Liam. My uh, Liam Vaughn, he's a boxing coach. He was out of wild card. He trained under Freddie Roach. And he kind of has the same vibe as you as a coach, where you're like, his coaches are sometimes really strict. And even with timing, like, you know, if you show up late, a coach will get mad or something. You know, like, you seem like you don't give a fuck. Like, I was like, hey, can I get an extra 20 minutes today? You're like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I trained with him for a while. And I, I watched, uh, I learned all these kicks and shit off Wonder Boy's YouTube just like learning technique and stuff, spinning back kicks and everything like that. So I started busting them out on my Bob. on my boxing coach. And oh. Bob too. Bob too. Yeah, I'll blast Bob every night. But um yeah, so I started doing them on him and, and he was down to just start like getting whacked with kicks and shit like that. That's pretty cool. That's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, when people show up late, I don't mind it. I mean, because a lot of people aren't doing it for their livelihood. They're doing it to get in shape and just kind of learn the art. So if they show up late, I know they got life going on. But if you come up to me and say, hey, I want to be a world champion, that's my number one goal. To be a world champion in jiu-jitsu or a world champion in MMA, then I'm going to hold you to a standard. Like, you can't show up fucking late. Yeah. Uh, are you training anybody else, any other fighters, or is it just mainly... We got, a, I mean, we got a handful of guys coming in. We got a bunch of really good guys coming in. Another kid, Kyler Phillips, he comes in here for competition training. He was supposed to fight Saeed Nurmagomedov. The kid pulled out, so he's fighting this other guy. I don't but even know what that is, but that last name, you know. I mean, yeah. And we got a bunch of tough up-and-comers, a bunch of amateurs, too. So I'm working with a, a handful of guys. But a lot of the focus is on Sugar right now because we got a big oh, opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get that. We'll get that. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saving that. And then we got Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. Mm. I think Big Tony, Big Tony's uh, 39 years old right now, and I think he's on a five-fight losing streak. No good. Not, not a good look. Um, and Bobby's just a, a maniac. He's going to go in there and try and knock him out. Should be a fun fight, exciting fight. You know, I'm, I'm happy to watch it. I don't think uh, Tony should be cut or, you know, retired just yet but maybe after this fight we'll see how it goes call it good call it good yeah oh i didn't even give the the pick for stephen thompson if i had to pick i'd probably pick stephen thompson yeah, he's just such same. an expert at range and i the reason i brought that up is because when i saw you uh uh beating up bob one day in your room i, I saw your style and i, I figured it was kind of like Steven's. no way yeah just the way you're bouncing sideways and stuff oh like, yeah like a karate guy that's funny yeah i guess um uh, so. Michelle Pereira, I bet he'll come out. I bet he won't do the crazy shit he usually does. And, yeah, I don't think he'll be doing the crazy stuff he does because to beat one of these elite guys, you got to be smart with your energy. And you saw Stephen Thompson against Kevin Holland, like, walking uh, into that left hand just, like, so fucking beautifully. Yeah, yeah, what a fight. Uh, when's Kevin Holland fighting? Is he, He's fighting this weekend. He is, right? He's always fighting. Every yep. card. He's on every card. 
And he's got a tough one this weekend. This is going to be an interesting fight here. Michael Chiesa versus Kevin Holland. Damn, he keeps getting these grapplers, huh? Yep. Yeah, well, he's a grappler himself. He's a black, black belt in jiu-jitsu himself. Um, really? Michael Chiesa's a little bit funky and weird. Not the most athletic guy, but if he gets on your back, you are in trouble. And he'll come out and push the pace and be awkward and funky, and that works in MMA. Uh-huh. And then uh, on the prelims, we've got Big Derek Lewis on the prelims. Damn. He's on a on a skid too, right? Yep. Hope to see him back. Um, someone that I know that's close to him uh, said his last fight, he legit didn't want to walk out and fight. He didn't even want to fight. Wow. That's crazy just, how that, that happens because as a fan, like just watching, you never think that that would happen. You just think these guys are warriors and they just, you know – don't give a fuck. They have no nerves or anything. But you're not just talking about a regular guy. You're talking about a heavyweight, a giant guy that's, you know, has mm -hmm. the most knockouts, right? Doesn't even have the most knockouts in mm -hmm. the UFC. And he's scared to go out and fight. Yeah, and you see it a lot with guys with records like that, 26 and 11. Guys that have that many fights, they, they've had fights go wrong, and they've probably walked out of there with broken bones and bad concussions and all these bad things happen to them. So to be able to strap up and walk out again, knowing what could happen, it starts to mess with your brain a lot. Yeah, those brutal. You're also, you're also fighting a heavyweight. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I guess that because in, in our brains, I guess we're all the same, you know? So, like, you could be a badass fighter in your division. Well, like, think about it. You you have to go out there and say you got your face in Ngannou, you know? You're not just thinking, I'm, I'm that big, too. You know, you're thinking, I got to fight that fucking giant. That's a crazy thing to think about. Yeah, for sure. And it's hard to mimic in sparring because when you're a big heavyweight like that, you can't really spar that hard. And then you go in there with someone like Francis who's that explosive with four-ounce gloves and he's trying to kill you freaking scary game yeah how much how much would it be for you to step up short notice ufc says hey <laughs> we got this guy actually we got this girl okay we got this no girl. No, no, no i could leave it as guy because okay. i don't want to hit, okay, hit a okay. woman i couldn't even spar with a woman unless it's my sister i'll fight my sister mm -hmm. bare knuckle because your sister does jujitsu right yeah yeah and she's got me a few times you know and she's always been she's always been like the badass out of me my brother and you know like all my siblings my brother is four years older than me, so he, you know, that now that's nothing, but at like 14 and 18, you know, he's got a, a huge advantage on me. So my sister at that time, now she's 22, she would come in when I was getting my ass beat by my brother and she'd fuck my brother up. Mm -hmm. So she always had my back. But now that she, uh, she's she been training for the past like, I don't know, eight years or something like that, and she got really good. She's really, she's really good at jujitsu um sneaky tricks yeah she loves triangles get to your back does she get to the back yeah but you know i i am stronger than her so mm -hmm. I, you know i don't have much technique but i can i know enough to not let her yeah you got some of that male horsepower yeah it does it matter but, yeah yeah it does matter for sure uh have you ever thought about maybe doing like a little bit of jujitsu maybe like a private once a week with a black belt or something just i think about this every day I actually do think about it every day. I just don't know the right gym to walk into. Um, I have a couple friends, but these are like trainers that travel around with people and stuff like that. They're not working out of a gym. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know where to start. I think about coming out here to see you guys often, but it's just it's like a five-hour drive or 
yeah a flight and then like where am i i'm staying in a fucking motel six or something around here yeah maybe let me uh because maybe let me know what it's 140 area, degrees you what know? area you're living in and maybe i'll find someone that can uh that's good and trustworthy just to come and maybe give you a private or a little something once a week because you'd love it dude i would love that yeah in the be- the beginning i was a little weird about um grappling because you get all sweaty and stuff and then you're rolling around with dudes all sweaty but that you get past that after the first couple sessions you know mm-hmm. and, and especially you get a rash guard and, and or then, a gi and then they're strangling your face and then yeah the gi takes away a lot of the sweat which is nice yeah so fist fight fist fight say three three minute rounds you versus mike malak Oh, 100%. I'd do it for free. And he knows. Does he know you? But don't say that in negotiations. You got to stop saying that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does he know you would whoop him or does he think? Oh, yeah. He fucking knows. I've threatened him so many times when he's done some stupid shit. He's pushing it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, yo, go fuck yourself. You say something like that again, I'm going to break your face or kick him in his ankle because he's got a bad leg. But I don't even need. I would toy with him. And then he pipes down? Yeah. I would literally play with him. Like I'd be playing with my food with him. He's too old. And like talk about that fast muscle twitch, that explosivity, that shit has is gone. You know, mm-hmm. his joints, his Are bones, shot. they're all just dust. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I could punch right through him. And I would love that fight. That's a great fight. I don't know if we'll, we'll be able to sanction it because of weight, mm-hmm. but I don't give a fuck. I'd do it on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it'd be an interesting matchup because I felt it, felt him is George Janko. Oh yeah, George is good, man. George is. He's strong. got a little scrap to him. Oh yeah, for sure. I like messed around like wrestling with him, like in a Airbnb or something one mm-hmm. time, and yeah, he, he was strong, man. He'll buck around. Yeah, yeah. I know I have length on him and reach, and I think striking, I, I definitely got him. But he gets a hold of me, and he's been training with you, so I know, man. Well, know. we had one session. We had one session. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's trained before because he he wears a gi. I think he wore a gi in like your podcast episode or something right yeah yeah i think he just pulled out i gave him that gi and then he just pulled it out for that episode so. oh yeah with ufc 291 this weekend and the bmf title on the line it's the perfect time to get some skin in the game with my bookie whether you're backing poria or gaethje or siding with blokovich or pahara grab your buddies and bet together to experience a thrill like no other it's simple when your fighter wins you win too at my bookie plus an undisputed welterweight showdown in las vegas between terence crawford and earl spence jr sweetens the pot it very rarely gets bigger than this in boxing. In my book, he has all the action, just a few clicks away. The best part is if you sign up now, I'll tell you how you can play with house money. Visit mybookie.ag online and use co- promo code REDHAWK, all caps, to claim a deposit match bonus. That's promo code REDHAWK on your first deposit so you can start the night off with the win. They'll double whatever you put in. If you're still asking yourself why you should choose MyBookie over the competition, it's simple. They give you the best bang for your buck, period. Bet anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Okay, yeah, so. well, I'm thinking this guy is like... Your experience is pretty pretty up there with his. Especially, Maybe. Especially if, if we get a workout it. today, then we'll be able to, be yeah, able to do it. Yeah, I've never taken a... Well, actually, one time I did... I just went into the gym and I just went after a black belt. He was like, try to tap me out. And I just went after him like full throttle. I caught him with like a wizard trip. And then he got my back and neck cranked me. He didn't get my neck, but he just mm-hmm. had it on here and it's all all this shit started hurting. Mm-hmm. I was like, this going to break my fucking nose with a choke. So then I just, I was like, all right, that's it. Yeah, like Habib when he had Connor. Like, the, Connor's so lucky that that referee was in there. 
because he had that neck crank like this and habib probably could have broke his neck and you see you see herb dean peel habib's hands off he wasn't gonna let go and then herb peel his hands off thank god wow yeah that was brutal what a time yeah so for for you what age were you when you started on the youtube um i started real young man i i started at like 16 but nothing ever worked out and i didn't really see a career in it i just always liked jackass so i would make my own like jackass videos and i titled them mtv jackass like some stupid stunt that i did you know and sometimes they would catch the algorithm of like the jackass things but um i was more into comedy always and then haircut and i would make videos around haircuts and as i started meeting people uh working with like athletes celebrities i would make videos around those haircuts but i wouldn't talk in them i would just put like b-roll music and i'd post them on like like youtube tumblr shit like that and then twitter came around i started working with people where they could share my videos and posts and then i started building sort of like before i even knew that i was building a platform or whatever i started using that to kind of grow my business and make it make a name for myself and then when i started meeting all these youtube viners at the time i was like holy shit this content thing is like right under my nose i'm already cutting these people's hair they're asking me to meet up for something every week you know so it's not even like i'm you know hounding them to come do my show or whatever like they're already asking me for haircut i'm like oh can i film it and they're all down because everybody wants a little you know all these guys want to just film constantly so yeah it was easy and you, you no, it wasn't not the whole youtube thing was easy but that yeah that when you were were you working at the time or how were you making money at the time um i initially moved to uh los angeles to buy weed and you know send it back to uh back home because you could double your money back then now you can't it's been like ran through by the government you know you, you can't really make money anymore it's just there's not that much of a markup on it but at the time um and at the, i kind of caught the end of it because when i was a teenager and i remember the older kids they were buying pounds in cali for like two grand shipping it to new york and selling them for six seven grand for like some nice quality indoor damn and and i don't even think people knew it, it, if it was indoor or not, I think they, it just looked good for new, like New York weed, you know, the old Cali weed. Um, but when I got into it, it was like you buy it for like two grand, sell it for three, you know. But you make a thousand dollars a pound, it's cool. Mm -hmm. And then when when were you like, okay, fuck, I could make this YouTube stuff my living? Well, was it a certain video or was it like a, a time? I got this manager that had he believed in me a lot, still with him till this day. And he was, he knew what I was doing because at first he didn't and he wanted to have a meeting and I pulled up in like $150,000 Mercedes. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why the fuck <laughs> are you looking to do brand deals on Instagram, you know? But like, it sounds sweet the way I just explained selling weed, but you're constantly paranoid. You think something's yeah. going to happen. You have money out, not just risking it like in the mail or in traffic or transit, whatever, if somebody, however I was getting it there. You never know if it's going to show up. You never know if somebody's going to get popped. You never know if one of your guys that you give work on the arm, now they owe you money. They owe you 10, 20 Gs. And these are not people with college degrees and, and trusted people. These are just Hood rats, yeah. guys on the street that didn't want to go to college, didn't want to go to school. They want to cut corners. So why the fuck are they not going to rob you? And why would they not, or not even rob, just like disappear and not pay you back, you know? Just ghost you or something like that. And now I'm this guy who's being a clown on the internet. I'm like posting where, where my whereabouts are and all that all the time. So I had to pick, like, am I going to do this? That will lead to nowhere. You know, you always see what happens at the end of the, the crime movies, you know? Mm -hmm. 
the bad guy either dies or goes to jail. So it's like, you know, do that, keep trying at this shit. And then I have something real here that I was kind of using as like a front in the beginning just to tell my parents, like, look, I'm I'm doing this social media stuff. It's making making me money. You know, that's what I'm doing for work. And not that it mattered or anything like that, but I just have like, you know, religious parents and stuff like that. So I just wanted to tell them, like, look, I'm I'm doing good. Like, I'm, you know, I'm doing mm-hmm. social media. But then, uh, yeah, I was at a crossroads. I had to pick. And it was easy, the choice to make. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm either going to go all in with social media or – you know, if because if you half-ass it, it's not going to work out. You can't look at a career that's like the most sought-after career now. They do literally surveys with kids where it's like, you know, what do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it used to be astronaut and doctor, but now it's YouTuber. So if I think that I'm going to, you know, do that as a side hustle, then you know I might as well just give up then because mm-hmm. it's not going to work out. You got to be obsessed with this shit, you know? Yeah. I think somebody's going to win a world title selling weed and doing. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Shug says we watched uh, Narcos and stuff, and he's like, "Man, maybe we should get into the drugs." I said, "Dude, <laughs> is you don't even you he's don't out even, of his mind." Yeah, you don't have peace. Like you don't even have peace. Yeah, it sounds cool, and you feel like a gangster, but every night you're going to bed, you don't just sit there and you're not peaceful. Yeah, unless you're some never, sociopath. Uh, like, and I was never about like really like I'll fight. I'll uh, like you know do what I got to do to you know just keep the business running right, but. I was never about really like killing people. You know, I can never, I like, I thought about it before. Like if it ever came down to it where it was like life or death and my life was on the line, then yeah, I guess. But, you know, like in the movies where they just fucking smoke people and just everybody getting shot up. Like I never. I so never what? Really... what's the worst you could do? Say this guy clearly stole 10,000 from you and now you have them. I mean, 10,000 is not even worth, Let's not say even a number day, really worth. Thou. Yeah, 100,000 is where like, you know, that's like on the level of going like going to pistol whip somebody, you know, but pistol whip them. Yeah. Cut them. So, uh, you know, yeah, you could do shit like that. But a lot of times now, you know, the person is going to run away. You're never going to get your money. Something like 10 G's. It's like, just take the hit because mm-hmm. you're going to cause more problems than a $10,000 loss. Yep. But you know, you can fuck with people in, in ways where they don't even know, you know, where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, you know, they'll think that, you know, karma, I got to go pay back the money but i never really got too deep into shit like that you know yeah i just know stories because i was around it or was around so many other people that were dealing with shit like that i had a friend that came from a lot of money and i remember when he was getting into the game we were like why are you doing this like your father has money your family has like hundreds of millions of dollars like why the fuck do you want to do this? it was like cool to like our neighborhood respect. kids you know yeah you want respect and you know he wanted something he wanted to build something for himself he built a huge business, started making crazy, way, way more than what I was doing. And I started way before him. And he ended up getting in a situation where a guy owed him a shitload of money, more than like what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And he got himself in big trouble. He did something really dumb. And now he's facing, he like ruined his life, you know? Yeah, he's he's got some serious charges now. Yeah, yeah, big time. So You been to the pen at all? Uh, yeah, just jail. Multiple no. days? Yeah, months, months. I, I did months in Miami. Was um, it some good lessons learned in there? Hell yeah, yeah, for sure. I was drinking, smoking cigarettes back when I got arrested in Miami. And, you know, you're chasing money, you're chasing all this bullshit. And then when you get put in there, whether you're in there for something that you're really guilty of or not, you're still learning a lesson that, like, you know, now you have to change your whole lifestyle. You're sleeping with a in a dorm full of 100 guys. And, you know, you're just 
sitting there with your own thoughts, sober thoughts. No books, no really. Yeah, there was there was like books and magazines and shit, but you're really just you know no phone, none of that shit that really clouds you, your mind and you know there's always something to do. You're never bored. When's the last time you were bored? Like actually bored? Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> just forcing myself to meditate in the morning is hard enough and that's the only really time that i'm really not on some sort of stimulation yeah i, I try to be aware of it but it's freaking hard now especially when everything's online with my bit with the gym with the business just everything so then i can make the excuse oh, i'm working blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah TikToks right there reels you oh, know it's unlimited it's nonstop. So yeah, just so when you that, were, I value that time. Like I wouldn't even mind another arrest if I knew, uh, if I got arrested right now and I was like, "Are right, you gonna do two weeks?" I'd be like, "Okay." If I know that I'm getting out in two weeks, cool. But every time I've been arrested, it was always like, "You're gonna be here forever." You know, throwing the fucking bookie. You're gonna make an example out of you, and then you know, eventually, I'll get out. You know, because mm -hmm. it's uh, they always throw the most at you right away. Like, oh, this guy's gonna face, you know, maximum sentences, twenty five years. But, you know, you always end up getting fucking whatever. Getting down. In L.A., they kick you out after 10% of your time because jails are so packed. Holy. I got arrested for a motorcycle chase. I, it was felony evading for like a half hour. I got caught by a helicopter. And and was that when you were, I saw on your Instagram, when you were on the scooter with the, the child? No, no, no. That was just a joke now because no. it's like, this is like 10 years later. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I got caught up and I had to sign a paper for 160 days 180 days it was six months and my lawyer's there he's like yeah it's don't worry you're only gonna do 18 days and i was like this fucking paper says six months i'm getting sentenced to felony evading and he's like no trust me trust me just like this is la if it's non-violent they'll throw you out they don't have room for you and sure enough 18 days in i thought i was there for six months man Oof. 18 days in they're like Wittick, pack up your shit i'm like no fucking way this is real did you earn some respect in there? Like, did you make some buddies? Were there some cool guys? Were there some bullies that you just stayed away from? Or, Well, LA is so political that, you know, you have to go with your race. And my race is... Blacks. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, yeah. straight to the top. Went in there and fucking took over. Um, no, I, it was the woods. I was with the woods, and there was only one other guy that was in the dorm. So we were outnumbered heavily, so I said... We are not going to fucking do shit. We'll follow the program, you know, which was fun, too. The program was good because it's just they make you work out. You know, the guys just. So for the Mexicans, they are the, their program is like you have to follow these rules. You wake up at 10. You're out of your bed at 10. You have to make your bed and then you go work out and you have to work out every single day. Minimum 113 pushups for MS-13. So you would. So every day i'm doing 113 push-ups which i like i like fitness especially i'm in there there's no drugs there's no alcohol and i'm sleeping good i want to work out but if you don't work out then you know you're going to get a strike three strikes you're getting jumped under the staircase so i was into that and i was i just told the other kid because i was in there before him and then he came in so i was in charge of the whites in my dorm one guy but it's like i just fucking get it You're in charge I'm, I'm in there i'm running the whites but it's only one guy and he's younger than me so i'm like look just just do the fucking push-ups and make your bed you know yeah and if a fight pops off you can't watch it because if you get caught looking at it you're drawing attention to it mm -hmm. and that sucks because you know we love watching fights mm -hmm. you know you get no action nothing goes on for months and then finally a fight live you yep. know 
you're gonna you're naturally gonna watch and, it. And you don't have shoelaces, so you can't pretend like bend down, tie a shoe, and watch or anything. Nothing. Really yeah, nothing. And they're watching you to see if you're watching because they oh. know usually when fights happen, they're planned. You know, like they're setting up mm -hmm. something. Somebody's gonna jump somebody. So yeah, I, I I got caught watching, you know, and that was my only strike that I got. Damn, that's pretty pretty badass. So when you were struggling on, on the YouTube, were you, were you struggling to make rent at a, any point in California, or did you have some bread saved up? Was there ever any spo points where you're like, "Damn, I'm on to my last dimes"? Yeah, of course, I've, I've been wiped out to zero before, but I've always been able to figure it out because in the weed business, you know, it's all—it's like basically you're like a stockbroker. You know, I was basically like trading commodities. You know, I'm buying stuff in bulk, wholesaling it. So at that point. You know, if you find the right person to give you credit, you could always dig yourself out of a hole. So if I ever got down to zero or below zero, then I would I would have to pull some moves and just mm -hmm. stay confident when you're going into these meetings. Everything's great, you know, portray yep. the image of success. So then when you need to borrow money, people trust you. And fortunately, that didn't happen much, um, but it did. It did happen. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was able to get out of it. So. You know, hopefully we don't go back to that. Yeah, it's pretty badass. I mean, when we were coming up to fighting when Sugar and I had an apartment and stuff, he was the only one with his med card, so he'd go buy the eights for however much, and he'd sell them for double because that was back when it was legal. Oh, Sugar was a little and I'd be trying to, dealer, huh? I'd be trying to get him to come up. He's like, let's just smoke it, dude. You want to have a good night or you just want to be <laughs> fucking losers? He's like, I need to get my money. Yeah, and then he tried to grow it in his, uh, his closet, and he ended up getting a little stem about that big. Oh, my and God. Then, yeah, that's so much harder. Just plant the seed outside yeah fuck because i tried i had a, a grow once too because i was like i gotta get out of this fucking you know hustling game i'm just gonna you know invest my money in a grow get a warehouse and do all that and then that was just like you are working like a fuck like it it sucks you're just you're a gardener you're a landscaper mm -hmm. you know and that was brutal i realized you know this is not for me i, I always wanted to do something with entertainment creativity and you know i got out of that too and now though like now you got such a big platform and you have so many fans and stuff. Do you get stressed out or do you get anxiety about what's next when it comes to being creative and stuff? Yeah, but that kind of, I've been at it for so long that, you know, not really. In the beginning when I had some momentum, I'm like, I got to keep this momentum. Otherwise I'm fucked. You know, where's my next check going to come from? But now with the podcast, you know, and the audience that I have, it's, it's, pretty I mean, loyal pretty, yeah it's loyal it's consistent and i don't have to stress as much you know you pretty much just live life and i have enough life experience where i feel like i have an edge up on these other podcasters so yeah for sure i mean i took a lot of a lot of just inspiration from your show get the fuck out of here i'm dead serious jeff fm yes no way yes just with the set and everything yours yours was my favorite set so i wanted to kind of yeah. set things up similar damn that's dope yeah yeah, you have no idea who actually like watches your shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, but that's really real. dope. And then, so you, how long have you been on with Patreon? Patreon, I did. I started with uh, when I had the documentary coming out because it was just so bloody and gory, and uh, I spent a lot of money to make that, and it was a story that I really wanted to tell the right way, and I don't want to have to censor all this shit. So somebody suggested just do Patreon, and I I did that, and it became the most the most uh, subscribed Patreon of all time that that uh that week within like wow. seven days it shot up that's badass but then it immediately dropped after yeah, and, you know because i had no other fucking you know secrets to put out there and i just started doing like i don't know mukbangs and shit and just i was like doing shit. like yeah live streams and stuff but 
Um, yeah, now we've I've I've cut back on Patreon. We're making it a little uh, less obligation to do like early access, and I'll do like deleted like extra bonus stuff that I have. But I don't go out of my way too much because I was making I was making the videos I would make for my YouTube channel and put them behind this paywall. And the beauty of the internet is you can make something and it has endless potential. It's almost like you're fucking scratching a, a scratch off like a lottery ticket. You never know. You wake up and you you look at your video and it's like, holy shit, that shit took off overnight. You know, so I lost that part of it. And that's what really drives me to really want to like be really good at this shit. Like make the yeah. videos fucking perfect and, you know. Yeah, that's what I was because I, I look at some people and how many videos they've posted up and they have like double the amount of mine. But a lot of my videos are going on Patreon. So I'm kind of dealing with that, too. Like, what should I put on YouTube and what should I put on Patreon and the scheduling of things? Yeah, you should, you know, reevaluate. And I feel like if you're making those videos and they come out early on Patreon, so the people that are paying get some sort of they get something, you know, they get to see it before everybody else does. And that's cool. But taken away from your content going out there for the masses for yeah. as many eyeballs as possible to see it. I feel like I fucked up on that a little bit because I have so many videos behind this paywall. I did a vlog, like I might have like 50 vlogs on Patreon that nobody's seen. So, which is pretty, I mean, pretty badass. Yeah. Steven's calling me right now. He's probably pulling out of the fight. I'm not oh going to answer God. it. Well, he's probably broke down. Probably. Yeah. This heat is give, fucking you insane. A, you can give it an answer. You want me to? Yeah. Yeah. It's hundredth episode. Yeah. No, that's okay. Yo. Hello? Yo, what's going on? Is there is the car unleaded? Unleaded plus or super unleaded? Let's <laughs> go with the one all the way on the left. It's the one, the first so one. Unleaded. Oh, that's diesel. No, diesel. don't put diesel in the fucking car, Steven. That'll ruin the car. Don't put diesel oh, in the car. So never put diesel in any car. You're never going to have a car that needs diesel that you would drive. You would need a different license. So Volkswagen. The smallest number. Yeah, the smallest number, just regular. Just put regular gas in it. And be very careful out here because this heat is no joke. I just took an Uber driver. I took an Uber over here and the fucking windshield cracked from the heat. I don't know how to prepare for that, but. You're an hour out? Okay. Perfection. Right. Uh, I'm doing the episode right now with Tim, so um, just get ready, you know? Fucking. Bro, we're going to fucking pass out in that gym. It's going to be hot. <laughs> I'll let them know you said that. I'll let them know you be they better have AC. Don't say that. Let me like I'm grateful. All right. I'll let them know that you're very grateful. All right. I got to go. But Has, uh, has Steven. He's such a goofball. Daddy Steve, I love he him. He almost put diesel in my fucking Tahoe right yeah, now. He, did, he have good, did he have parents who taught him much? <sighs> Man, he has good parents, you know? It's just he is a little fucking entitled fuck is he yeah because but he's so funny and like just sweet and he's just like a cute kid you want to mm -hmm. have around he puts you in a good mood but he's like he doesn't take any advice from anybody he thinks older people are dumb <laughs> and he knows it all he showed he sent me a i want to bring this up on our pod that we do later because it really like he thought it was a flex that he sent this text but it was really like you just showed your entitledness. You know, he, he's had a list from when he was 17 and he was like, things I like, things I don't like. And number one on the list was old people. Number two was my dad always telling me what to do and how to live my life <laughs> and like uh, not having money and so, like not getting girls or something like that. And then the things he liked was like, 
it was just like this fucking bullshit where and it made me think like this is what you do to me you don't like me telling you what to do but i've lived all this shit i've mm. done everything you've done before when it comes to everything in your life We're talking about girls youtube who wants to be a youtuber i can give him the best advice getting like not to sound arrogant but like no, him but you're, yeah, him you're getting okay. a position to be under me i pay him and i fucking build him up he sees strategy he sees his own comedy style is his his mm -hmm. talent is his in his own way I, I didn't give him that but showing him the ropes you think he'd be like oh hell yeah i love this thank you for this information he's like nah you're fucking <laughs> dumb you're old and i'm like i can't wait to pound your face in tonight you know does steve ever pull puss or is he virgin uh that's that's i don't even know to be honest i think he, he doesn't even talk to you about it no, he does, and he it doesn't really go well for him. Mm -hmm. But he's still young; he's twenty three. Yeah, he's a young buck. Same, same with some of our buddies. I mean, they're such young bucks, and they're wanting some puss, and we try to help them, but it's just hard. Yeah, and, and it's also like you get some clout, you know, and it's like, is that what gets you girls? You I know, mean, in is L.A., it, is it the clout? LA. But his his clout and people that are fans of him are fans of him because of the the videos that he does and the videos that he does he's this awkward like guy that doesn't get girls and he fucks everything up mm -hmm. which is a character but it's also him you know mm -hmm. like that phone call right there was real him yeah. asking if he should put diesel in the car and i think when he gets with the girls and they they're like okay like he's he's, he's actually like that he's actually like that <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so so he's he's got a uh, his work cut out for him. he's got to figure it out what he wants to do but he needs to find the right girl that's for him. He goes after those girls that are like a little too hot, a little out of his league. Yeah. You know, but it's good to dream, you know, it's good to have uh yeah. Yeah. I mean, so how did you end up finding your, your team for, Fuck him. for Fuck content? Fuck you, Steven, if you're watching, you're fucking dead tonight. I hope you are ready to spend your night in the hospital. Do you have a hospital nearby? We have an urgent care right down the road. We have good, a Walgreens good, good. right down the street too. Okay, that's good. Urgent care. We'll get them on speed dial. Mm -hmm. So when you found your team, because you because you had an episode with Bruce Buff, right? Pretty recently. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, man. If there was any episode for us to lose after recording, that couldn't be lost. It would be that one because. Not only did it go perfect, it was like really fun. Like bringing on somebody that has told the story several times before and making it fun. That's like what I want to do is like interview people. I want to put shit out there in the world that doesn't already exist. You know, otherwise, what's the point? It's just mm -hmm. a cash grab. So I wanted to interview him in our style, like fuck with him with our types of bits. We had the Logan Paul lookalike call in and tell the story about Nate Diaz. And he he played another angle of it where it was like, I don't even think he was supposed to play it because... I think his lawyers told him after not to, mm. but um, yeah, it was so good. And also, uh, Bruce is a character, isn't he? Bruce is a character, and Bruce I'm a Bruce. big UFC fan, man. I'm a big UFC fan. It's my escape. It's almost to the point where I have to train myself to stop watching so much UFC because it doesn't really benefit me in my career. I don't talk about it for the podcast or work or anything like that. I should be watching comedy. I should be getting inspired with like filmmaking and shit like that. But I love UFC so much, and if you think about it. Every time there's a fight, it's different people, <clears throat> you know, but there's always one guy that's in the octagon for every fight. Not the referee, they change that. The fighters, they change. 
but Bruce is always in there to start off. Yep. So when he starts announcing and he comes in there, I just go, fuck, 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 fuck. I, I'm a fucking idiot, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel every time I watch UFC now. So I'm going to start having to watch Street Beefs, you know, switch it up. I'm just going to be go full-on diehard Street Beef fan. Yeah, Street Beefs is good. I actually took some of my guys out to a Street Beefs uh probably three years ago now a bunch of five five of my guys that want to fight and when when sean and i were coming up in montana we could fight damn near every weekend we oh, have yeah. a lot of fights i probably went from 14 to 18 i probably had 16 boxing matches and then you couldn't fight mma until you're 18 so it's the day i turned 18 i had my first mma fight and you could just no fight, way fight on your 18th ton. birthday you had a fight yeah that's fucking insane that's great and then you could fight a ton so i took these guys out there and it was just in like this dirt they had the dirt ropes and it was street beefs and uh it's kind of scary because i thought one of my guys killed the dude he head kicked him and it just the dude was stiffened up and it was just bad but five of the guys whooped everyone's ass and it was a good experience but i definitely won't take them back to the old street damn beefs. that sounds sick do you have any footage of that yeah we do we did a, we did a vlog on it that's dope but i think our vlog guy was so nervous too so he didn't even get good real good footage? shots of it yeah Damn, that's dope. Mm -hmm. So, for your, do you still have the same team you've had a long time for your content? Your pretty much, yeah. And stuff? Yeah, I, I have a pretty big team that people don't even know about. Like I have, uh, like I said, that uh, hair uh, and hygiene brand. You know, I have uh, girls I work with on that, and they're pretty much like creative directors for me. They help me with a lot of my just whatever, everything. Just shit. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, it's same shit pretty much. And when it comes to your comedy and stuff, are, would you ever consider doing us like a, a special type thing? Yeah. So for, uh, I mean, one guy after that situation, you know, I wanted to take a break. My main guy at the time, he um, wants to explore other shit. So he's, we're still cool, but he just like wants to be a, a producer himself and work on other podcasts. But, um, yeah, I did want to, I, I always love, love incorporating my crew, you know, like just cut to behind the cameras and just, it kind of shows the production that we're not a real production company or like the traditional, we're a real production, we're not like a traditional, like old school, you know, like we run the fucking AC. Do you guys turn off the air for sound? No, you, it should be on. I don't know what the fuck's going on back here. I don't know if, 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 if it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're no, cooking. I'm just like, we're getting warm. you go to like, uh professional sets and shit like everything has to be perfect with us um i like to play into our weaknesses and uh, yeah i love having a crew around you know i can lean on my guys if i'm not feeling good uh, you know they can deliver but um yeah i want to i wanted to have a show where it was all of us and we are planning to do a tour but i just don't know if i want to go and just do stand up where it's more on me or if i want to and then it's like crowd work and stuff. You just, you know, do Q&A and shit like that. It's it's your mm -hmm. audience, so you don't have to go in there and just try to win over a random crowd. But, yeah, I want to do that. And then I wanted to do, like, the live pod show where it's, like, our show but live. So That would be cool. I so think we that would the, be cool. the bathroom boys, like, DJing and shit like that. Yep. You know, hitting sound bites drops as we're going. I think that would be really dope. I think that's what it has to be, and that's why we haven't done it yet because we got to take time and, and plan that show. But, yeah, it's definitely Yeah, that's going to be sweet. Mm -hmm. what a, is there any comedians that you who's your favorite right now if you had to say number one right now and it may change mine right now i mean i'm really loving the kill tony show oh yeah it's freaking good i mean we watch a lot of it i think after the fight we're going to a kill tony show so that'll be cool you watch that ever 
Uh, I've seen clips of it, but no, I haven't watched Bro. it. It's where like random, they pull random people out and they have comedians judging them, right? Yeah, and they get a minute and then the comedians just fucking tear them apart. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. I would like to do shit like that. I love roasts. I love, I've done some roasts where like it's kind of like stand up, but you know, you're just tearing into like a person mm-hmm. and everybody else on the stage. Uh, those are fun. I like writing for those and shit like that. Um, Schultz, we went to Schultz and he. Schultz he, he, is good, yeah. He, he's fucking funny, dude. Uh, Theo's good. I can't really say a favorite, but how about you? Do you have a favorite? I mean, I I don't really watch like the guys uh, around me because I I don't want to really pick up on their styles and shit like that. I'll, I'll watch older guys, like I watch Bill Burr. I love Bill Burr. Um, Louis C.K. is one of my faves. All these redheaded guys, man. Look at me. William Montgomery. You heard of him yet? <laughs> uh, no. Who's that? Oh, he's on Kill Tony. He's fucking a character. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I got to check it out. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I love suggestions. I do people to watch and get inspired by it. But it's just tough, man. I've been like doing this shit for so long. It's like, you know, it's like a fighter going to watch fights in their free time, which I don't understand. That's like not what they do. I was a fighter. I feel like I would just be watching old fights, like Tyson. Yeah, some some don't watch any fights at all. But I think you're making a mistake if you do that. Some watch fights and watch film a lot. Sean doesn't usually watch a ton of fights, but when we're in fight camp, he does watch a lot more uh, film of the guys about the fight. No, no, of just other other guys. Say other guys that was uh, striker versus wrestler battle. Okay, stuff like that. And um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for. That. Are you going to make it to the fight in Boston? I guess I have to now. I'm invested, you know? It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be sweet, dude. We're th- three weeks from today. We'll be in Boston. I wow. Oh, damn. What? It's the 20th, right? 19th. 19th? Okay. I, Mike and I are doing a, we're throwing out a first pitch at a baseball game. Mm-hmm. So, and my, it, when's the Jake Paul fight? That'll be the August 5th. That'll okay, be Okay, so next I, think it's, I think it's around there. I think we can do it then. I would love to be there. If I can, I'm there, you know. But I'm just excited throughout this first pitch because I want. I've seen people do first pitches before, and it's always a lob. Just pussy. I'm gunning it in there, fucking 80 miles per hour. I'm breaking that catcher's fingers. That's I what Shug did, dude. Did I he? Said, I said, just be accurate, get a strike. He's like, no, fuck that, and he's zipped it in there for a strike. Does he have an arm? He's got to have an he's arm. He's an right? athletic little fucker. Fighters sometimes can't do other sports, which is weird, yeah. you know. But Sean, I get that vibe that he is like, you know, mm-hmm. good at everything. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty basketball. Talented fucker. You know, mm-hmm. he even does that in the fights. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you dribble. And yeah, bump. yeah, it's so funny. You can get away from it with that kind of stuff. So when it comes to LA girls, it's it's probably hard for you to find a girlfriend to be like. Uh yeah, it's tough because um, time. I put a lot of time, and my mind is always around like, what's the next thing? I could always be doing more with everything that I got going on with YouTube and uh and the podcast two separate shows and patreon live stream shit touring and then the products and then product uh merch and shoots and campaigns for that and mixes and going to the labs and you know it's just non-stop shit to do and then training i spent a lot of time for no reason training you know like i don't fucking i'm not an athlete but i train every single day good for your mind yeah it's for my mind mostly It, it is for work i guess but yeah, it's just nonstop. So to mix a girl into that right now at this time in my life, it probably wouldn't be fair. But yeah. if the right one pops up, then, you know, it's great. Yeah, maybe a girl. I'll make sacrifices for sure. Maybe a girl who is super passionate about something of her own. 
that's what I need for mm-hmm. sure. And that's tough to find where I'm at because it's a lot of Instagram models and stuff, which you could be passionate about Instagram modeling, but what comes with that is not really what I want to deal with right now. I would love to have somebody that I could, I could support. I've dated actresses before and I could really appreciate their work ethic because they get up super early. They're on set 5 a.m. You know, they, they got to be professional. If you're on a big show and you don't show up, you're getting sued for that you know like they'll mm. fucking tax you because they got a hundred other people they gotta pay show up that day you know and when it comes to just hooking up with some strange puss once in a while you probably got to be i mean someone with like the status you have you got to be careful i'm very scared of everything yeah yeah so that's so why yeah. i try to tell show because that motherfucker gets crazy and i'm like oh, just jerk off bro <sighs> just go just uh, if you think about doing some stupid shit just go jerk off and then think yeah and see how different your brain is you're like i was gonna do what i was mm. gonna go fucking do what with a yeah no it's that's the that's yeah. the secret just have a have a have a yank and you'll be thinking a lot better <laughs> for sure Donald Cerrone says he's going to knock the shit out of Andrew Tate. He says, I'm going to knock the shit out of you. I'm a real fighter. You're a fake bullshit wannabe fighter who made up a bunch of world championship belts that you bought off eBay. And Donald's looking jacked. For this last fight, we were sitting next to him, and he's on the he's on the TRT now, and he's probably feeling big and strong. I need to get on that shit before this first pitch that I'm throwing out. I might juice for two weeks before I throw out the so first So you're pitch. throwing a pitch, and then Mike's going to throw one right after? I think Mike is going to maybe just hang out. I don't know. I don't think he cares about shit like that. He's probably just going to Snapchat it. That's what he's obsessed with now, Snapchat, mm-hmm. which is good because he's crushing it on Snapchat. He's making really good money just from, you know, posting his life, which is the dream. You know? That's just pop. I mean, Snapchat just it seemed like it just blew up pretty quick. Yeah, well, they're paying people, so we'll see how long it goes before they either go bankrupt or it works out. Mm. You know, so, you know, every all good things come to an end. It'll yeah. run out, but... Get it while you can. I see Sugar's on it. You know, he's in the creator program. So uh, for those who don't know, Snapchat pays creators if they have the gold, the yellow star or whatever. Um, they and pay, they run views? ads. Well, they run ads between like every five frames. So you're supposed to post like 50 times a day, 100 times a day if you want to make good Damn. money because you're going to get more ads seen and then you get more. They pay you in crystals. It's like a they gamify it, which is cool. It works. It's smart on their part. You so know? I wonder if they pay the same if someone clicks through the ads or swipes past the ad. I'm or sure it force you to watch the ad. I think it does. I'm sure it's just like YouTube. Like if you watch the full ad, you get more money. If they're non-skippable ads, then, you know, probably more expensive. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a hustle. You know, I don't really like it because it disappears the next day. So why put work into something that's just going to disappear the next day? It's like, that's a cash grab to me. You know, I was thinking that only fans, if I'm going to fucking do shit that I don't give a fuck about, you know? Yeah. Only fans, it sucks because they don't have an app. Oh, is that? Yeah. They just have the browser. You have to go on a browser. Oh, damn. That's a good point. Yeah. Damn. Finally, Twitter turned it over to the X. Did they really? I'm just looking on here now. No way. X now. So what are they and called? They're not tweets here. anymore. They're X's. You, did you just X that? I think he called. I think. It's, yeah, you see what? Seriously, just X that. <laughs> you see fuck? what Sean just Xed? What a f- yeah. What the fuck? That's so weird. Mm-hmm. But we got to get ready for sparring. Sugar's got some rounds coming up here. We got some guys coming in to spar him, and then after Jeff's gonna battle with Daddy Steve. Hell yeah! And then after that, we're hit uh, ripping a Jeff FM, which Sick. I can't wait for. Yeah, that's which, great. Uh, hit the subscribe button, guys. Hope you enjoyed episode 100. Thanks, brother Jeff, for coming on. You the Thank fucking you man. Thank you for having me, man. This was great. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye-bye. All right. I'm ready for war now. <laughs>